Well, welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less of a more enriching life and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. All right, all right, all right. So my podcast editor, who is amazing, does an amazing job, has requested that I get him this week's episode early because he's going away to some amazing conference. So I decided something that I could talk about off the top of my head very easily would be what I actually do for my clients, my process, my costs, why I think I'm a good value, and kind of just tell you honestly and bluntly who I work with, who's a good fit for me, and just kind of walk you through this stuff. So I'm just going to talk to you about what I do. This is my way of advertising for my own service, um, which you probably hear at the end of every episode. So let me just talk about it. I am a financial planner for adults that have ADHD. That's adults that are single with ADHD. That's adults with a significant other that are ADHD or one of them's ADHD. That's people that aren't diagnosed with ADHD and think they might have ADHD or just relate to ADHD issues with money. Um, This is also families, kids, the whole deal. Just my sweet spot is working with somebody, a family or a person or a couple where at least one person is affected by ADHD because I don't know. I just, that's what I do. I mean, if you don't have ADHD, will I still work with you? Probably, but that's not who I'm trying to reach out to. Okay. So what do I actually do as a financial planner? Well, financial planners in general, well, there's all shapes and sizes of financial planners, financial advisors. You have financial advisors, quote unquote, financial advisors who work at like an insurance company, essentially, and sell insurance primarily, and they get paid on like a commission. Okay, then there's financial advisors who are called fee based. These types of financial advisors or financial planners, whatever they're calling themselves, um, do insurance, they they can get paid on by commission, selling insurance and other investment products like annuities. And they can also get paid a fee for managing your investments or potentially be paid a retainer fee, which is partially what I do as well. And then there is fee-only financial advisors or financial planners that can only get paid a fee by either managing money, so a, a percentage of the money that is managed, or like a flat fee. Um, there's a few, there's different ways that actually plays out in practice, but that is what I am. So I do not get paid any commissions or anything like that for selling products. So I am a, what is called a fiduciary. And what a fiduciary is, is someone who is legally and ethically obligated to do what's in the client's best interest, or at least best faith's efforts towards doing what's in the client's best interest. So with me, I never sell insurance. I don't sell annuities. I simply am trying to provide a service, which is financial planning. Okay. Do I look at insurance that you have? Yes. Do I look at everything that you have? Yes. So that leads me to the next point, which is you can call yourself a financial planner if you're just a financial advisor. You can call yourself financial services professional. There's so many different ways people are calling themselves. And I do have a little bit of a problem with someone who's like mostly an insurance salesperson at the end of the day. That's how they're getting most of their pay. I do have a slight issue with that kind of person calling themselves like a financial planner if they're not really doing financial planning. And I even have a problem with someone who's just purely managing investments for somebody calling themselves a financial planner only because 
at the end of the day, if they're just focused solely on managing the investments and aren't looking at the entire landscape of the individual's and family's financial situation, it's not really doing true financial planning. So what is actual true financial planning? Well, according to the CFP board, and the CFP is um, Certified Financial Planner, which I am one, it's the gold standard for financial planners to have gone through a rigorous curriculum and passed a very difficult exam to have the right to say that they're a CFP, essentially. So if, if you're considering working with a financial planner, if they have the CFP, that's a great first bar that you would maybe want to have them reach to consider working with them. But So what is financial planning according to the CFP board? Financial planning involves looking at a client's entire financial picture and advising them on how to achieve their short and long-term financial goals. From saving for education and planning for retirement to effectively managing taxes and insurance, financial planners develop valuable relationships with their clients to provide them with confidence today and a more secure tomorrow. This is a colorful way of saying like you're really helping someone, which is amazing, which is what it is. I consider financial planning in one quick sentence, looking at the entire financial picture and creating the optimal path to help you reach your goals, uh, maximizing your financial potential is essentially kind of how I've always thought about financial planning. And this has to take into account your values. Your goals is huge. Your values and goals, aligning money with your values and helping use money as a tool to create the life that you want. In terms of financial planners that are doing financial planning, there's again, very different shapes and sizes of this. There are people who are financial planners who are CFPs who focus exclusively on servicing the needs of very ultra high net worth individuals and families that have millions upon millions of dollars that need to be managed. They have complex estate considerations. They have complex insurance needs. They maybe have their own business. They have very high level complexities. And so these types of planners will have likely less clients, but those clients will be paying them a lot of money because they have a lot of money and because they need a lot of help with a lot of high level complex things. Then there's financial planners that are looking at servicing the mass affluent client, which is closer to where I land, uh, who's trying to help people that have $250,000 already saved to invest and up and up from there. And these planners will primarily be paid based off the investments they manage. They do do planning, which is great, looking at the entire financial picture, but they are seeking people that already have lots of money saved and need help with managing and there's increasing complexity in their financial lives because kids and education and and they just need someone to be looking after everything and helping them. Okay. That is what I'd say most financial planners that are CFPs, you know, out there are doing. There's also advice only financial planners who do not manage any investments. They only do the planning, which would be like, okay, here's your plan. Here's what you should invest in you go do it yourself. That's advice only planning. That's an up and coming thing that's uh, gaining a lot of traction. I'm a big fan of that. However, I don't think it's the right thing for most people with ADHD because that's saying, here's your plan, go do it yourself. ADHD, we need more accountability. We need more handholding. We, we need more frequent touch points and we need someone to be knocking on our door. If we go cold for six months and are trying to avoid you, we want a planner who is not going to just say, okay, you're ignoring me. I'm going to come find, you know, I really do try and keep my clients accountable. And if you pay me for a period of time and I'm not hearing from you, then I'm going to let you know that, you know, maybe this isn't the best fit because I want progress for my clients. Anyways, the industry is still heavily getting paid by 
fees from investment accounts. Meaning like if you pay a 1% fee on your investment account, you're paying 1% of the value of your account each year. Usually it's quarterly, so you'd be paying like 0.25% of your investment account every quarter to the planner. So in order for that business model to make sense for the financial planner, they have to find clients that have a lot of money already saved. So when I decided to work with people with ADHD, because I have it, obviously, and as you know, if you've been listening and um, I understand the struggle and all that, I was looking out on the landscape and I was saying like, okay, could I focus on people with ADHD that already have a lot of money? Yes, I could. Do I think there's that many of them? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of them out there. There's so many successful people with ADHD that have a lot of money saved already. Those people probably already figured out a lot of things. Like they figured out how to have a great job. They figured out how to how to save because clearly they've saved. So maybe the financial part isn't the way their ADHD expresses itself. And don't get me wrong, I have clients that have a lot of money that have some successful businesses and they have ADHD and they still need help bringing everything together. They still absolutely have struggles with impulses, uh, impulsivity and with understanding where their money is going and budgeting and all this stuff. It's, it still can feel very, in fact, when you are at that level or maybe you are born into a more wealthy family, but when you have that level of wealth and things moving around and you have ADHD, that can also be very, very overwhelming and feel very chaotic. So I do serve those people, but I'm wanting to make my business such that I could help people that have all the potential in the world to have lots of money, to be needing a financial planner in the, in the traditional sense where they you've saved you know $200,000 and you need help managing it. What makes me fulfilled and makes me happy and what excites me is about taking someone who has the potential but just needs help bridging the gap between where they are now, which is spending all their money or impulsive spending or not you can call it crack money, not like for buying crack, but the money that just falls through the cracks. You have no idea where it's going, helping people find that money, save it, and help them actually bridge the gap between the ADHD financial chaos and having a lot of money. That's kind of what I'm trying to do for the vast majority of my clients is I am working them from having very little savings, having a poor understanding of where their money is going to helping them create wealth. And that's that's as simple as that. I'm basically trying to help all of my clients create wealth, but it's wealth in the way that they feel wealth is to them. Like some people want to build a huge bank account and build a huge investment account. And that's fine. Some people want to enjoy more of their money today and are quite happy with the idea of working until they die, um, as long as they're still able to enjoy their money today. So like, there's all kinds of different ways that people come to me and different things people want, but I'm clearly, I mean, I'm simply just helping them define their goals, get them to understand their themselves more and their money attitudes and money money relationship things better and helping them construct the plan to get there. Now, the plan to get there has to be specific. It has to start small. It has to start with small achievable steps. It has to be filled with accountability. It has to feel achievable. It has to be exciting. And that's kind of how it works. So like if you were to become my client tomorrow, we'd onboard you. You get an email with a video and You'd get the link to the software that we that I use to um, build plans, and you'd start filling in information. And once you're done with that, and that's very easy, you would book. You know, the first meeting with me is called the Get Organized meeting, where we just get everything in that software. Um, you've already done part of the work, then we'll do the rest of it together. We'll get it all in there, so I can see the full picture. And then from there, from there, we just go. We go. Like it's always going to be cash flow first. 
We have to have your cash flow set up, have to have your budget in place. We have to, I mean, I literally deliver a budget to my clients. Here's like the budget. Here's where the money's going. Here's how much we're saving. Here's where the savings is going. And we set up the structure of the pipes to make this happen automatically. Usually for most of my clients, the first couple months is going to be a lot of uh, tracking expenses, making sure you understand and become very aware of where your money's going. Like I've talked about on this podcast a lot, but that's basically how it starts cash flow. And then once we get in a rhythm of we're actually putting money aside into a savings account or wherever it needs to go, maybe you already have a savings account. So maybe then we need to start investing, adding more to investing. Maybe we need to be adding more to the four well, investing through the 401k. Maybe we want to start a Roth IRA. I make the plan that makes sense for you. And then we execute it together because we'll meet in the beginning. We'll probably meet every month um, for several months. And then normally it, it gets to a point where, you know, you're in good shape and we'll meet quarterly at least. At a minimum, you'll be meeting quarterly with me um, to talk about where you're at, what's going on. And with financial planning, uh, usually people come to me when life, something in their life happens that requires a financial need. Or it's for some people, it's that they're just so sick and tired of the the money stress that they're under. But a lot of times it is like a divorce or a job change or something, or they've come into a lot more money. Those things in your life will continue to happen. And then already having a planner in your corner when those things happen is a part of the big value that I definitely offer to clients. And that's part of the value of financial planning in general is that you have someone who understands you and your goals and is there to help you take the burden off of you figuring it all out on your own. So what are the areas that I help with? Literally everything. So I help with cash flow and budgeting. I help with investing. I do open accounts and manage money for clients. I help with insurance. I help see where there's insurance needs, where there's insurance where you might have too much insurance and where you might need some insurance and help you. And I have referral partners that I can send you to that I trust. Um, I help with tax planning and tax planning is simply managing your tax liability over the long term and short term. It's more about understanding what tax liabilities are coming rather than an account, which is basically saying what your tax liabilities are. Then there's estate planning. I don't do estate planning. I'm not a lawyer, but I can say, hey, you don't have this. You don't have guardianship. You don't have a will. You don't have a trust that you need. You should, you should be thinking about having a trust. You need to have medical directives. There's lots of different things. And you know, in our financial planning portal, there's a checklist to say like, okay, we've got all these things we need. And, I, and if you don't have them, I'll be on you to get them in a reasonable time. And let's see, there's also debt management, helping you build the emergency fund. That's that's basically cash flow and your balance sheet. I help with um, just like the debt, the debt management. That's like showing you a debt payoff plan. That's from the cash flow, we have to create savings, right? And where do those savings need to go? If you have debt, it needs to go to debt. If you have no emergency fund, it has to go to emergency fund. So we set this all up. I can help you with student loans as well. I know everyone right now, they're in like forbearance essentially. So once those start turning on, you know, I have a feeling I'm going to have lots of questions about student loans. I basically do education planning, can help you have a plan for your child's education, whether that's you want to be fully funding it, partially funding it, how are you going to do it, 529, UTMA accounts, whatever it is, I can help you with all of this. And like the way I operate uh, the business is, you know, all my clients have a one-to-one Slack chat feed with me, which is my preferred way of communicating because it's very good. I can see everything in one place. I don't miss things and you won't miss things. It's very clean, easy to share files and stuff. And then also the financial planning portal is where, you know, I can assign you tasks. So after every single meeting I have with a client, I send a follow-up recap of the meeting in Slack. It's basically, what do we accomplish today? What do I need from you? And what do you need from me before our next meeting? We always set up the next meeting before the end of the meeting that we're on. At least I try to remember to do that. And there's a mobile app that has your financial planning software where you'll see your tasks. You can check them off. 
You can assign yourself tasks. You can, the mobile app also has the, the budgeting tool, which we will use together to help understand where our money's going and to track your expenses and your spending. And one thing I did forget to talk about actually is who the service makes sense for, who it doesn't make sense for, and what my cost is. So my cost is $3,600 per year, and that can be paid monthly, semi-annually, quarterly, or all at once. Who does it make sense for? It makes sense for people that can afford it. So what I mean by afford it is looking at your your cash flow. Um, it's something that I like to determine on our discovery call is looking at your cash flow. How much wiggle room do you have? And and looking at how after your fixed expenses, how much money do you have? And can you reasonably be able to pay my fee and also make amazing financial progress with executing the plan, the budget, and everything? You have to be able to do both. If you're so tight that paying me just absolutely pushes it over the edge to disaster, you obviously it doesn't make sense to work with me, but that also means that you need to face whatever is causing your issue, whether it's too much fixed expense base or it's too much spending, just free spending on impulsive or whatever, however, you know what I'm saying. Um, too much eating out, which is very common, and too much impulsive spending, which is very common. If you are making over $100,000 then usually it's definitely worth exploring. However, there's some people that are making like $70,000 or even $60,000 or $50,000 who have tiny rent, they have a fixed expense base, and they actually does make sense because they have the ability to pay me and save and start building wealth guided step-by-step along that path. So it really is an individual sort of situation. If you make make $200,000, but you have four kids, you have a big house, a big mortgage payment, your spouse doesn't work, and you're sending all your kids to, to private school or whatever, then like it may turn out that like you absolutely cannot afford me or really anything. Or, you know, and again, then it's a situation where you have to look yourself in the mirror and figure out like what where is this going wrong, which is something I can help with. If that's you, then like we can make changes to free up the fee for me and then also build the wealth. But that's kind of just, you know, I hope this is coming across clear enough. I will never ask someone to work with me where I know that doesn't make sense. I will tell you and I will help you and set you on a, you know, get you going. But definitely for sure, I will let anyone know who talks to me on a discovery call if I think it makes sense for you to consider working with me. For investment management, okay, so investment management fee is 0.35%. In the financial world, we call that 35 BIPs, basis points. And so once you're an account that I'm managing for you reaches $500,000, the retainer fee or the $3,600 fee drops and I put you to a 1% uh, management fee, which means that you'll be paying me $5,000 per year at that point. And then from there, if your account goes up to $2 million over the next 10 years, then you'll be paying me $20,000 per year, 1% of that account. Um, That's just the way I've structured this. Um, It makes sense for me. And I think it makes sense for the clients as well. So for instance, if you came to me and you have a $100,000 IRA that you want me to manage, I would only be paid $350 from that 35 basis points or 0.35% of the $100,000 plus the $3,600 of the planning fee that you'd be paying me. So your total payment or fee to me for that first year would have come out to be around $4,000. Once your account hits $500,000, you're essentially paying me $5,000. So the switch to the 1% fee is a smooth transition. And then we're off and running with that. So this is how I've structured my business. This is how I work with people with ADHD, um, a super ADHD friendly, accountability infused, all this good stuff. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about what I do 
And I think it's actually a worthwhile episode to have out there just so people, if they want to know what I do, because I never really talked about it explicitly like this, that's what I do. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll get back to more education and more free tips and whatever next week. All right, see ya.